0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 797, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, July 22nd. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, and this is episode 797. It's our comic abuse episode for the week of Wednesday, July 22nd. Uh, So I'm actually recording this on the 24th. This will go up while I'm actually away on vacation. So, hey, everybody, I'm on vacation. Um, But before I go, I wanted to talk briefly about some books that came out, and by some, I mean two. Um, So looking at some of the books that did come out July 23rd, which I'm not talking about today, but at least wanted to mention that they came out. Um, They, sorry... Did I say the week of 22nd? Oh, shit. Wait, yeah. No, this came out the 22nd. Or they come out the 23rd. What day am I talking about? (laughs) They came out the 22nd. I don't know why I'm losing my mind. Um, So they include Action Comics, Amethyst, Batgirl, Batman, Batman Beyond, Detective Comics, Empire Avengers, Empire X-Men, Empire... Hellions, Lords of Empire, um, uh, Emperor Hulkling, New Mutants, Shazam, Star Wars, Dr. Aphra, The Flash, Wolverine, and X-Men Fantastic Four. That is a list of books. Um, I'm going to only briefly talk about two, Um, so this will be like a five-minute episode, so enjoy this quick download. Uh, First, we have The Amazing Spider-Man Sins Rising Prelude. This is written by Nick Spencer, artwork by Guillermo Sana, with Jordi Belair on colors. Um, This is a big prelude to the upcoming Sins Rising storyline did not care for this. I didn't enjoy it. It was kind of a weird um, narrative structure throughout, but I just didn't really enjoy it. I didn't find the need to go back and understand anything more about Sinator. I thought that there was more than enough in the original storyline by Peter David, Um, both the original and the um, subsequent follow-up, which to date is such a great storyline, which I really enjoyed. and was so tragic. And so I think bringing back the Sinator and then making him kind of you know evil and uh you know i, I just didn't really like that and i guess it's trying to explain why he's bad and why he's killing people given how he went out um i just didn't really care for it i did like that there's like a what a two-page sequence um from where senator first died by sal Bussema, which is so good and so like it's two pages but you get so much packed in there in terms of characterization storytelling like you really realize why sal is such a uh an absolute master of the medium. Um, I just didn't really care for this, this whole bringing the senator back. Um, I don't know. I, I just feel like you don't have to bring characters back. You don't have to do stuff like this. And they're doing it anyway. And I didn't, I'm not really liking it. Um, yeah. And again, it was a weird narrative. I didn't really like it or enjoy it. Um, you know, like obviously you need it in order to read uh, since rising, and I guess it gives more context to the character. But I thought, you know, in the original one, you know, the, the scene was less about the character and more about the mystery like, who was this person and how are they gonna be able to stop him in time and what are they looking for? Who they're, and then this when he came back, it was this tragedy of a man dealing with basically mental illness and you know, trying to, uh, you know, and the fact that yeah you know, again, he died because he basically goaded the police into killing him. It was you know suicide by cop, like it was really especially and like I don't even think like I maybe I'm wrong'cause I am wrong, because i do not know, but you know when that story was first told in what the mid eighties, I don't even know if that was a thing that people even thought about suicide by cop. I don't know um anyways, I just found this to be a little bit lacking. I just didn't really care for it um I just it's funny. I was fine with the whole sins rising thing with the senator going around killing things until this issue reminded me. See, you know, there's so many things in my head about comics and stuff, so I kind of forgot for a moment that senator had such that such a sad, you know, wistful ending, and and that was just I found always was a emotionally devastating that, that Peter David did, and I actually kind of forgot in the you know a better way that you know, and I think being reminded of that made me realize how much I don't really like that they're using Sin Eater the way they are, um, even though they try to build a story reason. But I think reminding me of how brilliantly written his ending was makes reading this more of a chore and less enjoyable as a result. So I think it actually had an unintended consequence there. Um, but that's that. Um, then there was also Daredevil, issue 21, or Legacy what, 633. This I, I loved. It's by... Um, Chip Sudarsky it's got artwork by Marco Chichetto and Mattia Iacono on color art um, this picks up right off from the last issue where Daredevil said he was going to turn himself in. You know, here's the thing. Like, we, we've gotten these elements of story before, but it's the way Chip is able to still make it feel fresh um, and use what's happened in Daredevil in the last, like, while. Um, the whole idea of, you know, um, superheroes being able to testify as witnesses and trying to take that to its next logical conclusion of having Daredevil himself get charged as Daredevil um, to protect his friend, you know, friends and family was an interesting way to go. I don't remember if Spider-Man and Daredevil really remember who they are, and I I know that they had an interaction obviously earlier in this run, but I already can't remember like where they are with each other in terms of identities. Um, it was weird to see Spider-Man showing up and being this militant because you'd think against someone like Daredevil he typically wouldn't be. Um, so that was, it was kind of strange, but it still worked in terms of ratcheting up the tension. The artwork was great. It's nice to see Daredevil back in the in the red costume. Um, a lot of good stuff here. I liked. Uh, Daredevil unmasking in front of his former boss—I thought that really worked—and liked the interaction and uh, the way that the boss treated that moment. Um, This was great. I'm really excited for the next issue. Chip Zdarsky's made Daredevil a must-read again. That being said, I mean I—I've enjoyed Daredevil uh, pretty consistently since the end of Shadowland. Like we've had some, we've been really spoiled. We had Mark Wade uh, do such a beautiful run. Uh, we had a great run by Charles Sewell, and we have Chip Zdarsky, and they're all so totally different from each other, but they're all still good, and they build, you know, subsequently off of each other. So this is, uh, yeah, I mean, that was definitely of the two books I've read so far uh, that came out on the twenty second. It's by far the winner. It's the one I think that was the most enjoyable, um, the most had me on the kind of the edge of my seat. What's going to happen next? I love what they're doing with the Kingpin. It's so interesting to see him being manipulated by others and how he bristles about that. It's really phenomenal way to push the character in a new direction that we've never had to deal with before and not in the same way. Uh, So I thought that was really enjoyable. Anyways, thanks for joining me for this episode. This has been episode 797 of the Comic Shenanigans podcast. And uh, yeah, our next episode, our next reviews episode will be about books that came out on the, I guess, the 29th. And then after that, that'll be 799. I guess 801 will be probably on the 13th of August, so it'll be a little bit late, but talking about the books from the 5th, but uh, that'll be coming up soon. Anyways, thanks for listening to this episode, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.